Oh. Josh, if I were you, I wouldn't do that. Well, if I were you, then you'd be me. And I'd use your body to get to the spoiler. You can't stop me no matter who you are. This is Ace Ventura 2 Spoilers. This is Spoilers. There's a man who leads a life of Hello, everyone. This is actually Ace Ventura 2, When Nature Calls. Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. As voted on by the patrons. Yes. Um, I've been waiting to do this movie for one particular scene for seemingly four or five years now. But before we get into the movie proper, we always do an opening question and spoilers. And we are in person in Michigan there's seven of us around this table. We're going to go around and introduce ourselves. I know that's a lot. Seven people. What I want you guys to talk about is what is your guys' like favorite <laughs> part about getting together with the boys? Oh. You can cherry pick anything. I thought it would be cool if people gave anecdotes about like the house we're staying in this weekend because it's pretty cool. But it's your choice. Yeah, Kylo, when you come all the way to the Midwest from Simi Valley... What do you like the most? Oh, I have traveled long distances to see you guys. It's so awesome to be hanging out with you guys right now in this, what to me is basically a mansion. Yeah, it's huge. My one bedroom apartment does not compare to this <laughs> five bedroom, three story house. There's a lot of uh, fun times to be had here. You know, it's 11.15 at night. We've been hanging out for 12 hours now. Uh, you guys have been getting increasingly more drunk, which has been a lot of fun seeing your guys' eyes start to close as the hours <laughs> get late into the night. Had nothing to do with the movie so we were watching. <laughs> yeah, we watched, we watched Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls Together. That was a lot of fun. Mm. Brett laughed a lot during the course of that yeah. movie, <laughs> which really actually made it more enjoyable. But, you know, I like hanging out with you guys and just like seeing you guys get increasingly intoxicated. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Again, sober, but... Tomorrow will be different. Uh, should I? How much should I reveal about that claim? <laughs> oh, yeah. I have not had anything to drink. <laughs> Brett, you're up. Uh, What's the question? <laughs> sober Brett. Oh, <laughs> no, I am sober. I just not think it's great. That's his lawyer. He like, doesn't have to answer that. Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't. I, I'm from Elkhart, like all, almost all you guys, but I live in Fort Wayne, so I don't get to see... You guys very often, you know, Josh and I were roommates. We've been friends for a long time. So I like to see all the boys. That's it for me. Nothing specific. That's that's um, basically the question wrapped up in an boys. answer. All right. Seeing the boys is his favorite part of seeing the boys. Cool. <laughs> okay, hold on. All right. <laughs> I didn't even stay the whole time with you last time. Um, I like, actually, my favorite thing is pointing things about the Midwest out. To Corey. <laughs> it is do. fun to learn. Yeah. We went to like a nice Walmart today. What's it called? Meyer. Meyer, yeah. Meyer. Nice Throw some fucking respect <laughs> on our yeah, bro, right? It was pretty packed, though. Like, a worse Martin's pretty packed. <laughs> is another way to think of it. <laughs> a better Walmart and a worse Martin's. Yeah. For those that are from California, like myself, imagine a Walmart without the tweakers. 
<laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and I mean both the employees and the customers. <laughs> there we go. I remember when Corey was going to buy like pre-shucked corn. And he went to go grab it, and Josh gave me this look like, what the fuck is he doing? It's <laughs> <laughs> no, no, too dry. It's too dry. Wait, who went to grab that? Corey. I think John tried to grab that, too. Yeah. We haven't introduced John, so let's we'll get there in a second. Mike E. Fresh. We didn't see you last time Corey's in town. Love to have right, you. Right, right, but he got to see Corey. Though. Yeah, you've seen the boys before. What's yeah. your favorite I've time seen thing when we get before. together? Yeah. Uh, but again... Uh, I haven't seen the boys all together in a real long time. time. Probably yeah. before COVID, I would guess. Uh, just been a real long time. A lot of changes happening. Uh, moved <clears throat> to a different state during that time. So it's been a while since I've been in the same room with a lot of these guys. And it's nice to be all together drinking and having fun and joking and watching Ace Ventura. Whether you like the movie or not, I... Like the movie a lot. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> <to watch. laughs> I was scared. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just nice. To, like Brett, I mean, it's good to be with the boys. boys. Huh? Got to be with the boys. Uh, when you haven't had it for so long, it's nice to just uh, be in the same room. But I mean, we cooked together. That was fun. Uh, barbecued yeah. and grilled some burgers and stuff. That was a lot of fun. But we looked out over the. Uh, Lake Michigan horizon, <laughs> the toxic water surrounding us. <laughs> You're weaving a poem right now, Picking Mikey. up some rocks, cool rocks, and some brought tetanus. them back. Yeah. You got some right there. I got my crystals here with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was today. I mean, it's only the day one of uh, like two and a half. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun so far mm -hmm. already. This is Josh from Goshen. I'm going to switch this up a little bit and answer the question in this way. My least favorite part of meeting up with uh, the boys is a reflection on myself because like for the first hour, hour and a half, I have like this nervous energy and it's positive in me, but then I come out real weird. I say a lot of weird things on the podcast anyway, but like if you guys would have seen me during the first hour and a half of hanging out with the boys, yeah. it's like kind of over the top. So it takes me a while to settle down and that's like the least I I'm trying to learn, you know. And you become the first an adult. person you see is me, and you like automatically just get filled with rage. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not, Brett. Definitely the opposite. But um, we have kind of a new member with us tonight, John Riggs. Hello. And this question is a little different for you. Yes, sir. What is your favorite part about today meeting us boys for the first time? <laughs> um, I'm just glad I'm not at work. I like you guys too. You guys are good. You guys are a good group of boys. We're all gonna pod together. You shouldn't have come here. A good day of podcasting yeah. is a better than a good day of working. No, you, you guys, I'm, I'm just grateful that you guys are all like you're nice. You're friendly. You're you're very welcoming, and I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we of love course. having yeah. you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have the these two best friends, Stevie and Pappy. You guys don't see each other that much, do you? How often do you guys see each other? That's actually my question to you. Spiritually Stevie. or physically? I'm, I'm just wondering what's the, the connection. Yeah, what's the connection? Like, so, so. Like, <laughs> Pap and I have been doing this for like seven years now. We call each other every day on the phone, mm -hmm. uh, which is usually typically after work or around lunchtime to see how we're doing. So it's like I never really skip a beat with Pap, which is kind of nice, but also... What I love about being here is like 
you know, kind of have a hectic job at times. I also have two small kids and time can just fly by. And I feel like today time is really slowed down. And this felt just really nice being with the boys and hanging out mm-hmm. and talking about Press play and Ace Ventura 2. And time <laughs> slows <laughs> to a crawl. <laughs> no, that's cool. Is yeah. it part of it's part of it being like out in nature in Michigan? Like I think so. Down? And just like, you know, not having like time limits of like kids gotta be in bed this time, I gotta be up at this time, and just time is slowed. So it's felt really nice. And Pappy, finally. Mm-hmm. What does it feel? We bought a bunch of groceries. Patreon money, part of this air is it an Airbnb? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Part of, a big part of it was paid with Patreon money. Mm-hmm. Maybe just talk about that a little bit and the boys. Well, yeah. I mean, none of this would be possible without the Patreons. So clap it up for the Patreons. Mm. Thank you. Hit the applause button. <laughs> <laughs> Unhit the applause button. <laughs> no, it's it's pretty incredible. Like when we started the podcast, it was like we just want one rando to listen to us. Remember, like if we can make one random one fan, person that would happy, be, enough. be enough. And now we're like podcasting together. And and listen, the the boys are fine and all, but these l- fabulous prizes <laughs> we've been playing for. This is what it's all about. I won't reveal because this is going to come out before the podcast we recorded, but there was an ultimate prize and somebody won. We're playing for something almost as cool. (laughs) A Fast and Furious Ultimate Unofficial Guide. Ooh. People Start are wondering how can Paul Walker, how can yeah, something right. be almost as cool as that in print form, <laughs> like a rare medium. Yeah, it's five of a kind or something. Thirteen ninety nine value, U.S. The boys are fine, but the prize are what's that? Well, you guys want to talk about Ace Ventura too? Yeah, might as well. Chicago. Thank you, because that light motif happens quite a bit yes. during the movie, doesn't it, Stevie? <laughs> even um, before it's explained. <laughs> yes. Before we even know what a bat is, we hear Chicago in the background. Before they explain to us what a bat is. <laughs> we started off as a group pretty hot when we were watching this movie. Kylo, explain to us the cliffhanger <laughs> of an opening that is Ace Ventura 2. The only thing I know about the movie Cliffhanger is that it's parodied in Ace Ventura 2. <laughs> that's, you that's, haven't seen it? That's literally the only thing I know about it. So this, <sighs> I know so you guys good. did a podcast on Cliffhanger, so that might be a better question for one of y'all that was on it. But the very beginning, we meet Ace Ventura, you know, free soloing, uh, vertical cliffside. Can I interrupt this, actually? What do you think happens in Cliffhanger, knowing what you know about Ace Ventura 2? Good question. (laughs) I'm going to guess it's not a raccoon that falls. (laughs) You'd be wrong. It's a family of raccoons. No. All babies. You're not wrong, Kylo. Please continue on spelling out the beginning. That was Sorry to interrupt. Well, Ace Ventura is on a case. He's in the middle of a case. You know, he's got to rescue a raccoon that was stranded up here in this uh, mountainside when there was a plane crash. I assume all the people are rescued or dead. <laughs> <laughs> they don't matter. They don't matter. He's a fucking pet detective. As he explains in the first movie, he doesn't do humans. So he's here to rescue a raccoon. He tries to. The way the movie is uh, shot is pretty interesting because 
we we see him create some kind of like Batman device, right? Where he has a wire going from one mountain to another mountain and he's got to get across it with a raccoon attached to him. But we don't really see a lot of that because they are using a live raccoon in this movie. But <laughs> as they're crossing, we do get the idea that the uh, the straps that are holding the raccoon, they bust, they break, and the poor little raccoon falls to his death. So Ace Ventura has failed. So this is something that uh, I don't think we see a lot in the first movie. We see Ace Ventura fail. And we see that a couple times in this movie. Good character building. When they showed the close-up of the panicked raccoon's eyes, one of the funniest parts of the whole movie. The house, the house came down. Because it goes from his eyes to the raccoon's eyes, and the raccoon's eyes are hysterically funny. Like I know it's a sad scene, but it's up there with like he fell. Like, it, it's fantastic. I heard Amira say something about the real raccoon. She goes, yeah, she? it's a real raccoon. I don't know. Yeah, I said that. I like the shots of the raccoon suiting up in the <laughs> close <laughs> of his fur. It looks like uh, Ace is going to just murk him with an arrow at one point. And he like it hits the rock next to him. And that's like the line they got to cross. But we like Ace Ventura fails, like Kylo said. So, John, you can get in here a little bit. What does Ace decide to like do with his life since he f- failed the single raccoon in the Himalayas? He does what any of us would do, Josh, and he uh, goes and joins a monastery in the Himalayas, I believe. And uh, he uh, he tries to find himself and like achieve some tasks that we're kind of told about. I don't know. He yeah. wants to achieve omnipresent super galactic oneness. Okay. There, there you just achieved it. Like astro projection <laughs> and peace. Yeah. That's what it seemed like. But he just was kind of, he was kind of there and they didn't want him there. You slowly find mm-hmm. out, and then they're like throwing a party when he leaves, which is one of the best punchlines to me of like the entire movie. Like when they're partying, you see the monk running in his underpants. The monk hilarious. With the pot on his head, just like, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> it was so funny. funny. I think that's a mistake in this movie. Oh, really? Because I feel like if the monks, somebody needs to like Ace. He's so unlikable in this freaking movie. The princess uh, likes Ace. His, yeah. A lot. Well, Wadsworth or whatever likes him or whatever his name is. Yeah, he like respects him for his intellect or whatever. But I wish the monks like thought he was goofy, but in a weird monk way, he kind of fit in with them. But they are just unabashedly so fucking pumped he's leaving that day. Corey, was this a ripoff of Problem Child? Oh, shit. Party. The like nuns. the nuns do the party after the, the penguins. They're doing flips and shit in there too, aren't they? Oh my they? god! Isn't yeah. there a nun doing flips? Yeah, dude. <laughs> we need a one for one nun and monk doing flips <laughs> party for this. Which came first? Denial can be problem a child. I problem think. child. Yeah, yeah. That was early nineties. Nineteen ninety. Hmm. looking looking bad. But then we were told that today i just found this out production was held up on this film so when was it supposed to come out Ooh, let's tease that for later okay, because sorry. there was some get your friend on the phone maybe yeah. some unflattering jim carrey facts coming up later jim carrey what no uh, mikey, he would never mikey bad do you 
feel like Ace Ventura is a likable character. We've gone, we've seen him drop a raccoon. We've seen monks hate his ass. Mm. Where is he going in life? And do you like him where he stands? <laughs> I mean, personally, do I like him? I mean, he would be an insane person in the real world. <laughs> He'd be a very scary person to just be around all day, every day. Uh, women love him. The one mm. woman in this movie uh, fucks him like immediately. So <laughs> he has like some sort of voodoo hex over women. Her and uh, Courtney you know. Cox, yeah. Courtney Cox does him in the first movie. You're right, man. Yeah. So he's got well, same something. With the lady over with the dog, she does him too. <laughs> something about his oh, animalistic yeah. instinct, you know. She's He's the James and Einhorn Bond of wanted him. <laughs> yeah, he's the James Bond of animals. No, that's the other guy who fucks the gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, what was the question? I think he answered, I think he answered it. Yeah, he's likable. Yeah, I was actually going to pass to Brett. You kind of stood up for this character earlier, but his the other guy who kind of respects him. I can't remember mm. his name. The little Greenwald. Yeah, yeah. Greenwald. Green- Green- Greenwald. Who Just plays Green- him? Ian McNeese. Somebody yeah. fact check that. I don't yeah, think Stevie yeah, cheats right. the trivia, but two different people say that, so I'm gonna guess that's it. Okay, so there's someone, it's like this British dude that kind of headhunts, not in an African tribal kind of way. He headhunts him for a job. He's like, Hey, Ace, we heard you're the best. I came all the way out here to get you. Brett, talk about this character a little bit. What is what does he try to do with Ace? Just what is his general personality? Because he is someone we should illuminate a little bit. Yeah, I would say a lot of movies have someone like this who's kind of a bridge between, it's like a fish out of water tale, but he's trying to help him not be out of water, but the guy's such an idiot <laughs> that, if fish out of water, is that the right one? Just yeah. uh, like out of place. And he's a translator. He tries to tell him his customs. He tries to keep him, but he also laughs and smirks at a lot of the stuff that Ace does, but <laughs> what does he say when Ace is giving him like flat tires over? Like, oh, thanks. Uh, what is, uh, that joke has run its course. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, funny, but my ankles are a bit raw. <laughs> I guess he'd be considered maybe the straight man. I mean, dry. He's funny, but in a dry way. I think the exact opposite of Ace Ventura. You're supposed to like Ace Ventura. Like he likes Ace Ventura. I think he's oh, obnoxious as, as shit. I, like, yeah. I, would, would, I would hate to be friends would, with him. Yeah. I like to watch him, I guess. When I was a kid, I thought Ace Ventura was the coolest fucking guy yeah. in the world. And I would try to like do his little bits in school. I wasn't oh, the God. only kid in America that did this, by the way. Yeah. So don't <laughs> yeah. look at me weird. No, right All kids did, yeah. <laughs> Were you talking with your ass? <laughs> <laughs> I may have done that in fifth grade in 1995. 10 years old. I thought he was so funny and charming and all this stuff, but like, I also thought John Bender from The Breakfast Club was pretty fucking cool. And he does some very sinister things. You know, it's like when you're a kid, like this like exaggerated character that like exists among normal people can be endearing in a weird way. And plus he's funny, right? So if he's funny, he's automatically automatically working for me as a kid. 
Is it like this dream of like what you would like to do if it wasn't socially unacceptable? Because he just does like whatever he wants yeah. to do. He spits the sunflower seeds in a pile yeah. on his buddy's arm who we're just talking about. What's his name again? The the straight Greenwald. man? Greenwald. Greenwald. Dude, uh, this remind me, the, the seeds part, I actually like the seeds part in the first movie a lot where he puts them on desk. And disgusting like, habit. Ashtray. Yeah, disgusting habit. <laughs> really freaking funny. Stevie, where does Greenwald take Ace? Yeah. <laughs> to parts of hell from his annoyance. But um, <laughs> it's called Nibia. Nibia, it's not a real country. It's not a real country. No. We go to Africa. <laughs> and after some hijinks of driving through the jungle, which is actually a funny part, uh, we go to this kind of upscale uh, consulate brunch soiree. And Ace becomes. Here's a scary part of sequels, and the scary thing that happens to see, like to characters in sequels is, you never want to become a parody of yourself, like a characterized. I feel like this happens immediately in this movie, yeah. Which is like Ace becomes a parody of Ace Ventura, like especially with like lemons in the eyes and asparagus in the teeth. Yeah, it's funny. And I liked. Is it? <laughs> is it funny? He's got fruit face. Yeah. It was funny when I was five. <laughs> Like, Man. but as you get older, you're just kind of like, Stevie's eh. coming in hot right now. Is it really that different than the first? Yes. You think? He's more of normal in the first movie, and he has these weirder accents. Yes, he's more yeah. eccentric. And this movie takes yeah. all of those, and it's like all the time. Yes. So he kind of became a parody of himself. That's why I think the first one's better, a better movie. Did you guys ever get that surreal feeling that we are 10 grown-ass adults watching this movie right now when he's doing some of those like super cartoony things that are clearly for like a three-year-old? <laughs> hey, the patrons could have picked Dunstan Checks in, <laughs> and they chose not to. They could have chose a mature movie. Yeah. <laughs> a more grounded movie if they wanted. Like the Were you feeling that at all, John? Um, a little bit of a, a surreal watch, watching Ace Ventura f- um, 2 with a bunch of adults. No, because we do this kind of thing all the time <laughs> with me and my friends. And I actually, you know, I agree with Corey where, you know, I used to talk with my ass on the playground mm-hmm. after seeing this movie, doing Ace Ventura <laughs> bits. So I used to try to, like, mimic, like, his facial yeah. movements in the mirror. Like, I really did. That part's true, that ass thing. Maybe. But, you know, I used to do that not because i i wanted to be like jim carrey like so bad and i liked him and yeah he's a, an obnoxious character in this movie now as an adult watching it steve hit the nail on the head with a lot of the stuff but also at the same time the asparagus and the teeth and the fruit and eyes it is it's pretty funny it's still funny i laugh pretty damn hard at that what about when he punches a man and he wears him as clothing? I was, <laughs> I was funny like, shit. Die. Yeah. I know one joke that was real weird for our group. Hmm. Ace Ventura is on a plane and the poor <laughs> flight attendant just goes, peanuts? And he goes, peanut? Yes, I have one right here. It's bulky, but I consider it carry-on. Peanuts. Oh, I see. <laughs> penis and he's like he does this whole thing about how like mine's pretty chunky but I wouldn't say it's for sale or I don't know what the fuck I he says it's a carry on I consider yeah. it carry on and no one 
I like Josh's better. <laughs> Mine's pretty chunky. <laughs> I just take that as he's so used to women liking him, you know, he thinks he's just always hitting it out of the park. Yeah. So many women ask him about his penis. <laughs> Any word that starts with P, he just assumes. Josh, mine's pretty chunky would be absolutely amazing. I love that. <laughs> but it's not for sale. Uh, <laughs> if it's a chunky Vico Mortensen, yes. Do you think in 90, when is this, 95? Like, how many people still knew the Twilight Zone reference, you think? A lot. You still, okay. That, it's that big? Okay. I know it's a famous scene in television. It's just really, really old, so. There's another reference. John Lithgow. Well, it's the Shatner. It's version. Shatner. That's oh, the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Oh, the, the original. They did like the read Twilight. Oh, yeah. yeah. They did it again yeah. with the movie. It was mm. John Lithgow. What do you think about uh, Jim Carrey as Ace Ventura doing William Shatner? He's doing Shatner before Shatner became Shatner, so it's kind of weird, right? He's doing like Star Trek Shatner. Yeah. And he started like having that very specific Shatner speak. I don't know if they quite had that back in the 50s or whenever that original Twilight Zone aired where there's something on the wing. It did. I, I've seen it. Watched it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah it does. Something on the wing. Yeah, he kind of did it like that. Something. <laughs> and then the, the Twilight Zone movie had just come out a little bit before that, wasn't kind there, of. Wasn't there a murder and they redid it in that with John Lipkow, right? Mm -hmm. So it was kind of probably in people's minds. I don't know. I stand corrected. I don't know. Just thinking. Well, no, but also with William Shatner, he like did that kind of same cadence when when he had the when he was calling nine one one when his wife was in the pool. That was a very uh, weird case. Really? Yeah. Oh, this thing Vince got real. <laughs> Wait, that's a real. Pappy's seen the in the interrogation. I'm sure. I don't think I've seen that one. What happened? His wife. So his wife. Somebody. <laughs> hey, that case is still ongoing. I'm gonna crack it one of these days. But um, sorry, William Shatner made a phone. It's not funny. William Shatner made a phone call to his wife who had drowned in the pool, and it wasn't a very stereotypical husband found his wife in the pool phone call. It was I. My wife's in the pool. She's not moving. I don't know what to do. Like it was very oh, like God. weird. Maybe Josh's uh, face. Maybe hop in and uh, pull her out there, buddy. <laughs> Just saying. I can't swim. <laughs> Fucking hell. Are you talking like a what is it, Christopher Walken, Natalie Wood situation? Yeah. 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 No way. Yeah. Oh no. Like no way. Anyway, um, and, um, number two. Let's move on oh, from this. Quite I, to get back on track, I want to say, <laughs> who murdered people? No, in no, no, no. <laughs> Where does Ace Ventura rank in like the echelon of like Jim Carrey '90s characters for you guys? Number one. I feel like well, he's going. I love Lloyd Christmas. There's only one movie though. Put my hand through. He's the going ceiling. balls out in this yeah, movie. Yeah, going like, for it. And I feel like a lot of times there's not even like. A thing written in the script for him to do, and maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like he's just acting a fool, like just being crazy. Like, uh, yeah, okay. So John Riggs at one point said, "This is the best part of the movie," and it's just this little scene that I don't think they probably had in the script. But when Ace, yeah, when Jim Carrey started riding in the jeep, he just started bouncing all around, like, and they show it for like 45 seconds, different camera angles and stuff. They like linger on that shit. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say like 80 percent of the comedy is like his physical humor. Yes. You know what I mean? Like at least that leads me. I actually, I wrote two yeah. things down. One, like where does he rank? You think like especially during this time period in great physical actors like Charlie Chapman and Keaton and all. Chris Farley, I guess. Chris Farley's a huge, yeah, he's a great physical But, like, his movements are just so good. Mm -hmm. and, like, so natural. Yeah. 
Um, kind of annoying. Kind of annoying? I think on purpose. Oh. Like, honestly, like. She's in this movie. Is it not irritating? In this movie. It's supposed to irritate adults, I think. <laughs> not the way he moves, I don't think. I mean. His ha- his hair and how he moves isn't it's his hair is insane. I don't like I don't know hair. what's I going on like with his hair. One of the greatest physical actors. Yeah, of all he's a great aggressive of all walk time. In this movie. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Cocky walk. He's a great. It's walk. his decade. Like he dominated the box office. He did. Yeah, he that did. decade. Yeah. Why do you like that part so much? Though it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> That's why I like it. It's like so. Um, the art of the way I look at it. Right. When you, like, in real life, you got a friend like that who, like, trolls you, and he just goes out of his way to, like, just do the dumbest shit, and he thinks it's, like, so funny, because I'm that friend in real life, so I relate to it. So it's just, like, he just, it's a dumb bit, you know, he's bouncing, you know, and the and you, th- and you so think, funny. like, I think when you first see him, you're like, oh, he's... Yeah, he's riding across the landscape, it's and then it pulls out, and the, the straight the straight man is looking at him. What's his name? The English guy, and he's just looking at him, you know. And he's just like, he's still going, and you you know, I I just relate to it. Like my my buddy referenced at one time. He's like, that's some shit you would do. I'm like, yeah, man. So I guess I just relate to him. Fucking menace to society, probably annoying everyone and don't realize it. Cheers. And then the uh, subway sign just like. <laughs> Shows how <laughs> industrialized this country actually is when it's like got yeah. perfectly paved roads <laughs> so and there's good. yeah nothing to really bounce around about. It's a solid bit, Pappy. We need to get back on track a little bit here. All right. So Ace, he's like gone. He's been driven into the jungle in a bouncy ride. I don't care which like plot point you take up but there's like the the tribes and there's like the rich folks he meets like let's start getting into a little bit of the meat here okay um there's a bat that's missing and ace ventura is afraid of bats bats are his indiana jones inexplicably very weird Right, yeah. He should like all animals. He did Batman Forever the same year, by the way. I don't mm-hmm. know if that was... And, well, you're not even in a mic, oh, Brett. <laughs> he did fight that decision tooth and nail. What do you mean? To not like Jim Carrey was anti-anti. He'd be afraid of any animal. Like, not, he, like... It's kind of part of the story. Kind of part of the story. Fought, fought story. that part of the script, like, tooth, like, tooth and nail for a long time. It doesn't make a lot of sense. He should like the bat. It's just a bat. You know? like, His idea was I should be allergic, not afraid, because uh, in someone in my position, I would never be afraid of an actual animal. That could have been like him sneezing and yeah. just having a convulsion holding the bat. It's, a, it's an extra four minutes of bits, because every time he yeah. sees the bat, he yeah. has to make like a disgusting Plus he throws his then do medallion but and... That scene would play the same way if he was allergic. You know, I just you think do it's the same funnier things. that he's scared, but yeah, maybe he doesn't. What should his weakness sense. be? You know, he's got to have a weakness women. in this one. He's afraid of women. <laughs> that, that bush. He's such a Casanova. So bushy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it women love like him that. so much. Butters. <laughs> Joke, pair of Joker lips. Look at it. Look at it. Look just like that. We have lost. We have lost two people. Stevie's butter impression has been killing me lately. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see it? You see it? 
The bat is holy to two tribes. Is that the the idea? They both look at this bat. The Wachachu and the Wachichi. Yeah. <laughs> Wachachu and the Wachiti. Wachati. Wachudu. How dare you, sir? No way. How dare you mess up these? Wachudu and Wachiti. Can I ask Corey the question he hates the most? Could they make this movie today? <laughs> It would be a complete ripoff of this movie if they just made it today, <laughs> Pappy. Yeah. yeah, they wouldn't have time to make it in one day. No, but I mean, with like you know what I mean, the white guy going to Africa and the two tribes. Oh, I feel like I, I feel like people would be like, oh, I don't know about this. Yeah, well, they're idiots and penis. They wouldn't get. They wouldn't get past the fake country of Nibia. So real. It would clearly be in Wakanda, and it would be connected to the MCU. That would be the difference. How could they make it a shared universe? You know, they'd have to connect it to the mask or something. I can't believe that's right. Yeah. Wachiti and Wachuchi. I just ever. I just always thought they were talking about the same. Like. <laughs> Do they do that on like purpose? I was, like I was weirdly close when I said that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I thought you were wrong on both of them, and you were weirdly like close. <laughs> Wachati and Wachutu. It's just like, are they speaking any actual language? Because at one I'm, point they said Padme, and Corey goes, "Oh, Padme." Yeah. <laughs> he Why? said that before she said that because he read it on the yeah. I'm sure they're speaking a language. I mean, yeah, even like, in Wakanda and Black Panther, they're speaking a real language. Basically, there's like. Kind of, there's two like there's a brother and a sister tribe. Describe the sister tribe. You know which one's the sister tribe. The sister tribe. Uh, it's the much more personable tribe. Uh, that Ace. He sees, he sees boobs there. That Ace visits first. Uh, he meets the tribal chief, which he has a. I don't know, uh, loogie off where they spit in each other's face to show affection. And I remember this scene as a kid, but like watching it now, it's like, this is so disgusting. This is (laughs) like one of the most disgusting things I think I could see on TV. They come out of that hut looking like Randy Marsh when he discovered internet porn. Just Brazilian voters. fart porn. It's a spooky ghost. It's a ghost. Sectoplasm, I swear. All South Park references this time, boys. <laughs> what What else about the sister tribe, y'all? Keep throwing stuff out here. What are some traits? Who are some characters they in the like sister tribe? They like to eat guano. Yeah, they even have like guano, uh, like bowls, utensils and dishes. Yeah. And they serve water in the guano bowls. Guano is bat shit for the listener. Brian, I don't know if you watched this one. He's seen this one. <laughs> it's a important resource for the whole tribe. And I guess it's like important for fertilizer. That's why the bad guy wants it. It has nitrate in it, apparently. So. I feel like bumblebee tuna was something we said a lot when this movie came out. Yeah. It's still funny. It, it wasn't as was big, Was bumblebee though. tuna a real Short brand by this time? Okay, so that's the joke. Okay, what's the bumblebee tuna bit in this movie, Brett? Bumblebee Achua. Yeah, there we go. That's. But how does it play out? Uh, oh. What does that mean? Well, hi, hi, or they're saying hi to him. They're saying yeah. they're saying bumblebee tuna. Bumblebee Achua. Yeah, but he's Ace and he's an idiot, so he goes bumblebee tuna. That's how he says hi to people. Well, I feel like Ace is like smarter than he lets on, right? Yeah. Like he knows that. 
that greeting is a greeting in their language, but he just likes to like be a fucking troll. Yeah. And just say like, <laughs> Bumblebee tuna everyone, just to like be like in their fucking face about it. Also, when he's on the plane and like the whole thing is being explained to him, and it seems like he's not paying attention because he's looking. I feel like he is listening, right? He's just like fucking with the person telling him the story. I feel like that's Ace's thing, right? Like he's smarter than he lets on. He's obviously the hero and like a super genius detective in a big way. And he likes to troll the shit out of people. You know what's weird, you know what's weird about that? It's, it's an interesting way of getting someone to say the story again and again. And one way to get it in your brain a few times, but maybe they forget some details sometimes. And maybe you could get an idea for like their own personal like biases if they like are keep telling you a few times. Maybe that's digging a little too deep yeah, into Ace brain. <laughs> but, you know, I do think there's something, there's a little Columbo in him, right? A little just one more thing. Just he says that in this movie, doesn't he? No, just one more thing. That is like a detective trope, though. Is like you're more effective as a detective if people see you as aloof for some reason. You can. It's like an extra weapon yeah. you have. But it's like Ventura, effective detective. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you guys said, he fails a lot in this movie. He makes that initial assessment of the rich guy, and he's just totally yeah, off. Yeah, that's really funny. You, you take it at face value, but it's actually back Wano on a shoot, not. Failed masonry, or whatever he says. Plus, he says Shawshank Redemption, doesn't he? And that's mm-hmm. the bad guy from Shawshank. Yep. Mm. Oh. So we got the sister tribe. Ace is introduced to the sister tribe first. They're kind. They bring him in. They spit in his face. They have a seductive version. Yeah, it as- seems weird for a conservative type African tribe just to start, just to throw the erotic dance right away. No? Seductive virgin dance. Yeah, it's a little. Well, she has to be a virgin until she's like thirty-five. Yeah, but she can stay a virgin without doing that dance. <laughs> Fair enough. Don't we all? Kylo, <laughs> I, I wanted Kylo to take us into the brother tribe. Why? Why does Ace even have to go to the brother tribe? They're kind of mean. This brother tribe. Oh yes, they they're very uh, barbaric. This tribe, right? They're ruthless. They're the killers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Ace has to go there to investigate some shit. I don't know, man. Like, you know, he has, it? he has to go to a few places, right, in this movie. He has to thing. investigate this guy, investigate this guy. He's over there investigating. Maybe they intentionally took the back because they don't want this union to form. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter too much. It's really about the antics. This movie's all about the shenanigans, my friend. Ace has to go there to get into some shenanigans. He has the brilliant idea of blending in. <laughs> Just by putting on a mask, right? And just joining their little tribal dance. No one will notice. Nothing weird about this guy. He even takes the mask off at the end, thinking that he'll continue to blend in. But that, that or, tribe captures him. Was he blending in or was that with his like, see, I'm cool? Uh, what, did you, what did you garner from that? That was a huge question for me. He wasn't very smart. It's an accident. Oh, like he he yeah, no, I think up. he got into it. I think he got really. He got too into the rhythm of the tribal dance. Where he was he like had Cuban to like, Pete. Yeah, the, <laughs> the king of the rumba beat. He had to end with a flourish, right? Yeah. I, right. I, th- I think he's too into the joke. I think he's like committed to the bit, and he knows like he's like it's all just a fucking joke. Like that's why he like does shit like that. That's my excuse in my head. It's like he comes out and he's like, I'm gonna, I'm dramatic. He's like a drama, drama. Queen. How far back he's, would we have to go for the director? Or Ace Ventura to go like dive in the mud to try to fit in. Like, oh, bro, you're talking about blackface. No, but I'm saying how they would have done it at some point. They I mean they freaking made Soul Man in the '80s, oh. so ruined his career. 
Probably not in this movie because earlier in the movie, Ace Ventura is shown blending in with chimps. That's true. And he just keeps his Hawaiian shirts on. He doesn't change his clothes. He does yeah. pick the ticks and eat them, That's so but gross. he keeps. Dude, he, parasailing. <laughs> that, was, that was a really funny I think bit. that was the most fun Jim Carrey had the entire shoot. That's the way he so throws funny. his body back. <laughs> <laughs> He, the parasailing thing is just to get the license plate of the car. You're hooked onto the car. You need the license plate. You don't plate. have to parasail. You can just use your fucking telescope. That's a he's funny committed that's to funny. the bit. He's That's what it is. You guys, he's committed to the bit. He's like, my job's kind of stupid. And he's like, fuck it. Everything's a joke. You know, so like, I'm going to just make this as silly as I can and have a good everything's time. Everything's a joke. He's laughing, I think, in his head, you know, to himself. I don't know. We got to get back into the brother tribe and some of the antics there because they're unskippable. Yeah. The spear part was always my favorite part that made me laugh the most. Tell us about it, Brett. So he's got to fight. Well, he's got to go through some tribulations. Got to go over the hot rocks. He kills a man to go over the hot rocks, <laughs> by the way. He completely turns him into stew. Uh, like what the, else does he have to do? He has to kill a pregnant mother. He has to perform surgery with his bare hands. He sticks his whole wrist down to get it. Why does that guy eat an apple? That guy ate the core of an apple. Without (laughs) chewing it? (laughs) But he does something else too. But then he has to fight. And I heard you obviously recognize him, Tommy Davidson. Always love Tommy Davidson. He hasn't done much since. He does stand up. He's so funny. I've seen him live. But yeah, he was back in um, in Living Color. In Living Color days. But so he has to fight him and he's an, an absolute feral beast of a person it's a pretty good setup for the joke because ace has to go to the circle of death and like face a man in one-on-one unarmed combat and like you know ace has just like gone through these challenges no he's problem tough to, he's also beating people up and he's, he's a pigeon people. a pigeon mascot for instance yeah or the eagle's mascot whatever it was a very deserving victim yeah next blow me <laughs> <laughs> Guy shouldn't talk shit. <laughs> so this huge guy enters the pit of death, but it's not the huge guy Ace has to fight, right? He has a little guy on his backpack. He turns around, he lets a little man out of his like pack. That's pretty funny. It's a good reveal the I way they do it. that. Yeah. I, I love that he goes there and he does all that shit just to like leave and get hit with the blow dart, and that's what leads him to the next clue. Like, I love that it was, like, kind of for not, but it's like he got into some really high-level shenanigans. That's what it's all about. Love it. They're there for the shenanigans. So I didn't really get that they were, they actually fight. I don't know why the first bit makes me laugh with the punch in the the mouth. I mean, it looks so ridiculous. But then he keeps like It's like the trope of someone, like, shooting someone and then, like, catch the bullet. But they do it in the first movie. Yeah. Except it's a fist. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he kicks the crap out of, Ace in like a really comical and a comical style of putting dirt on him. But then at the end, he grabs the spear. <laughs> really? He, yeah. Okay. He's like, just what does he say? Just let you know, I have the reflexes of a cat or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then he throws a spear and it goes right into him. Then he asks Oro or whatever. Oda or whatever. Auda? To throw him a spear and he throws it into his others. Ah! <laughs> it's in the bone. Yeah, so well, that guy I was like fucking sold him out. Like yeah, Ace Ventura, <laughs> like Ace Ventura was like, I need you to translate for me. Like I come in peace, and his friend's like, White Devil says, I'll fucking kill you all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fuck your whole tribe up. Basically, like, isn't what? that something a sister would do though? That's what I'm saying. That's a sister tribe aspect coming in. 
Yeah. Got that manipulation Sneaky. going mm-hmm. on. Why did he do that? Like, what was the point? What's the he, goal? They hate yeah. each other. But why is he, why is he selling Ace out? want Ace to get His yeah. English up. isn't good. Yeah. That's the oh, whole that's bit. what you think it is? Yes. Oh. That's the bit. His no, I get, English isn't I get good. That. I get that. So, like, when he's hearing no, Ace saying, like, say this. And he's like, his English isn't good, so he's saying the wrong shit. But why is he saying all the right stuff at the end? Why should we take it that he's speaking correctly when they're like, oh, you're a friend to us? I read it as he's like chaotic. And he's like, chaotic good. He's like, let's get into this war. We're like this far away. Like, white devil's going to kick your ass. What are you going to do about it? He doesn't care if Ace Lizard dies. Real he villain. met Ace yeah. two, 12 hours ago. He's the loogie guy. Dude, that guy. Okay, you know how there's that guy balancing. Yeah. On that thing, that's probably this dude's like best friend, oh, and, yeah. and Ace has been like shooting loogies at his face, oh. and he's like, "Fuck this guy!" Yeah. <laughs> loogies, fitwads. I think one of the jokes that works the best in that area of the movie, Josh, is when his friend gets captured too. Ace is captured by the bad guy, so is his friend. Hello, his friend Ace. goes, "I was captured, Ace. Piece of cake." And then Ace is like, "Don't beat yourself up." <laughs> <laughs> Piece of cake, like in uh, your movie, Battlefield Earth. Yeah, because they know what cake is. I could, yeah, yeah I could fly a plane. Thunder? Or he says no sweat. Yeah, so Those like, aren't the party and next door neighbors anymore. <laughs> Thunderbird. He says piece of cake. Did he say piece of cake yeah. or no sweat? In Battlefield Earth? In this one. Oh, I don't know. In Battlefield Earth, he says piece of cake because yeah. you're like, why the fuck would he have that expression yeah. as an alien? <laughs> Who says a John Travolta? So. No, it's like, it's like the cavemen. They oh. say it to each other. Piece of it's cake. It's like the bad guy from uh, Kingdom Cop. Oh, yeah. Tyson something. Oscar winning movie. Why, <laughs> Steve E. Thank you. Get us out of the, like, we're in this whole brother-sister tribe thing. We can get out of that spiral. But Ace eventually starts to get more clues. He's getting a couple feathers. How does he start to, like, really progress the case here? So this is when he's following Cappy. And we get the whole secret agent man sequence, right? Oh, yeah. And he's, you know, pretending to be a hippo. He's going parasailing off his car, which he took a lot of steps just to get a car plate. <laughs> and, you know, it comes into my favorite parts of the whole movie, which isn't the eating the lion part. It's the rhino part. And I think that's a lot of people's favorite parts. <laughs> Brett turned and said, this is cinematic magic. That's <laughs> <laughs> actually edited when it's out on TV. I like it. They take that out of there sometimes. Why? Because he's naked. <laughs> It's pretty graphic, I guess. So. He's so good at being a physical actor that yeah. he made it graphic. That's that's his brilliance. You know, like he he's so nasty the way he comes out of its ass. It's just it's it's like it's almost beautiful. There's like one point where it's just his upper torso is like <laughs> twisting. You know what got me hung up on that scene though? Is that he constructed a mechanical rhino. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that thing cost a million dollars. That thing had hydraulics, air conditioning, GPS. Like <laughs> He typically just wears his Hawaiian shirt and tries to act as the animal. But in this particular case, he basically makes, you know, that, that submarine that went down to see the Titanic, the Titan? It's like that on land. 
And it kind of becomes that, too. It kind of becomes that same dilemma, yeah. The horror starts happening It's only open from the outside. (laughs) We're going to walk through the scene a little bit, guys, because uh, there's only one reason I've ever wanted to choose Ace Ventura 2. There's only one reason I put it up for vote on the Patreon, and that is because of this rhino scene. Best scene in the movie, really is. It's so unbelievable. I love that he... He doesn't really get anything discernible out yeah. of this. I was just gonna say, I don't know why he does this. Like, what, what information does he glean from this whole contraption? I couldn't even tell you. He sees an envelope passed. <laughs> That's it. That was sketchy. <laughs> so, envelopes passed, Brett. And what's the first sign that maybe things aren't going as planned for Ace? I think here? it's when the fan goes out, right? That's the beginning of the end. Like, you know, he's in there comfortable, like you said, maybe not air conditioning, but he's, you know, he's got a fan on. Mm-hmm. He's so far away. He can be like, you can't hear what they're saying. I don't know how he can with all that mechanical whirring around. But yeah, then the fan goes out and he flicks it. Because he's also got video and audio equipment on this machine too, right? <laughs> 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 and the thing is, is like it's not like they're easy levers. He's pulling with like, all of his might to get this thing going. On the outside of the rhino, it's silent. It's just a normal rhino just walking along. It's like he's operating a fucking tractor or something. <laughs> and what does he say? It's kind of hot in these rhinos, which is just I'm getting that. warm. Have you all ever had a fan stop working? There actually is a thing like you can kind of hit them. And they, they start them, up. We have them burn out all the time. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's like a gear is jammed. Yeah. yeah. Is that what, what? What? Yeah. I mean, that's, you know. Probably like dust. Explain that, please. Dust. Explain the mechanics of a fan. So that can happen. <laughs> I always, as a kid, thought that's fake. Like, that's just a movie prop thing. But as an adult, I was like, actually, a couple of weeks ago, I got, I thought my fan was broke. I hit it. Started working for two more weeks and then it broke. But still, like you hit it, you teach it a lesson. <laughs> He's got too much power in that rhino; like it shorts everything out. A lot of power in these rhinos. Yeah. It takes a lot of power to move what probably weighs more than a real rhino with all those engines in it. Yeah, it's like made out of metal. It's like a metal frame on the inside. Okay, so he's getting hot. The fan goes out. Mikey, his next. His next like idea is just to start stripping off clothes, right? Uh, it's to take off his. Do you like those? His shots? swampy ass <laughs> yeah. drawers. Sound effects. You can hear them. Yeah. The drawers are so awesome. The wettest, sloppiest, <laughs> whitey tidy underwear <laughs> that I think you could ever peel off a human body. But it's so funny. He throws them uh, in off of off of his uh, legs and. He's like inside Rhinox's asshole, like from Beast Wars. Uh, Rhinox, good pull. Uh, he's yeah, and then he tries to open up the. Would you the, take the off hat. your clothes, Mikey? You think that's like legit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I would just sweat through. Would you, you strip like, off your underwear? Yeah. Like this is gonna make me one I'd degree cooler. Pretty killer rash, but I'd probably keep bare skin. Yeah. It's a lot. It's it looks like there's a lot there. of exposed wires and stuff. Yeah, it looks going pretty off. dangerous. Pulls the hydraulic line immediately. <laughs> <laughs> like of all the lines to pull, he pulls the hydraulic line. It's going in his <laughs> face. Yeah, it's really good. What it, well, can we entertain that theory again? That like he's that committed to the bit. He probably knew he was gonna slide out of this <laughs> thing, and he's like, he's just like he's. 
In his head, there's a movie and he's being filmed and he's the star. It's a true show. He's like breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, Yeah. maybe. Maybe it's like the prequel to it. Well, he made the asshole on the rhino as an emergency, right? (laughs) It didn't have to be. He just wanted it to look real, I guess. I don't know. That's just. Pabby, let's kick it over to you because there's all this swamp, his own swamp ass and all this (laughs) hydraulic fluid going everywhere. He needs air. (laughs) He he sees one line of sun poking through. It's his way out, right? Right, and there's just chaos inside of the rhino at this point. (laughs) And the family. Yeah, there's a a family. It's an African safari, so there's like a family there on tour in their little like zebra car. They stop to see the miracle of birth and... (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Like, it's unreal. I think one of the first shots is like Jim Carrey's face just pushing through. No, like his finger plastic. comes out oh, first. Yeah. And it's just like. Rrr, rrr, rrr. And like just various parts of his body sticking out. His <laughs> arms, like I said, his upper torso at one point. It's it's brilliant. It's amazing. Did you all watch this with your parents like I did the first oh, time? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Saw it, saw it in theaters. Yeah. I saw my, I saw yeah. my dad laugh crying. You were so young. I saw Silence of the Lambs like literally two years after it came out. Like yeah. I told you, I've seen a lot of movies I shouldn't have, but. Same, but at a I saw my dad laugh cry in theaters twice in my life. One was when Awesome Powers was like. Waking up from like a nap or the morning, <laughs> and like they're eating the sausage, uh, like at the very end, it, kind of in the middle where they're eating sausage and everything oh. looks very like phallic around yeah. Austin. Yeah. And that was one of them. The other one was uh, this scene where my dad was laughing like a fucking hyena, crying, laughing, right and there with him. A lot of thunder. Yeah. It's I honestly. It's contagious. Like when you laugh at this movie, it's good to watch it with other people because it is kind of contagious. Mm-hmm. There's so many details of him starting with his finger, getting his hand and arm out, his face not hitting the hole at all. So, you know, Jim Carrey's just pressing against rubber. I I love the shot of like the dad from the family just looking at watching him. Because you watching him discuss with jean shorts and new balances. Yeah. I like the the son, the common trope of, uh, and it's not all the time, but when like there's a group of people mortified in a movie, but then there's one who's like enjoying it, you know? And and it's like just so out of place. It makes it so funny. And the kid's like, cool. Like the brother when everyone's looking at him and the guy's in Stands up, he's like, everybody else is like, and the parents are like, come on, we gotta go, we gotta get out of here. It's like, could be like dangerous. There's a naked man who just came out. It of makes the me rhino. claustrophobic to watch it. Yeah. Like when his head is kind of stuck in there, like I feel like he can't breathe. Uh, yeah. I'd like to think that that family never actually knew what creature popped out of <laughs> Jim Carrey isn't like a typical human. You could mistake him for possibly like an alien, a f- yeah. big ferret. I, I don't know, like. <laughs> A weird ass yeah. baby rhino that's deformed. The <laughs> fully grown human man comes out. And this yeah. part where his face yeah. is Ruined. pushing, yeah. and then his hair like suddenly puffs out too. That's really funny. I, lo- I like to think that he is a man, though. I like that they think that he's a man because it's like so much more disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It was, he was actually being birthed from it's her. So bad. It's the- like they like. Uh, oh, this is dark. Like the kids might think that that happens sometimes in nature now. You know, when you're a kid and you have these like dumb misconceptions about reality, they might think that this could happen sometimes. It's kind of similar to how the Antichrist 
could possibly be born. But anyway, as we move on through this podcast and the plot of Ace Ventura 2. Ace Ventura might be him, yeah. <laughs> the Antichrist? Yeah. You, you see it in his face when his jaw is trapped and he can't do anything. Maybe that's why he does everything that he does. He's just chaos. Pure and utter chaos. Where are we at in the plot, boys? Rhino. Like, by the way, yeah, I know we're happy. If anybody hasn't seen this movie and they don't want to watch it, do yourself a favor and look up this Rhino scene on Absolutely. YouTube. Yeah. Like, watch it. It's just a great piece of cinema. It really is. Stevie, we're we're past the Rhino though. What's what's happening next? Because like. He's still got to find this bat, right? Right, so he kidnaps Cappy, and we get the juvenile torture scene uh, with the uh, <laughs> knife and fork on the plate and the pressing of the eyeball, which still makes zero sense to me why that is. Did you see my wife? She can't stand that. She's like, I don't, I don't understand. It's just an eye. I, like, it's not your, it's not your eye. Is he doing that for real? I is he really? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, sure. Oh, it's funny, you though. I don't do understand that. why the guy's like, ah, oh, don't do that. It's like... <laughs> Out of all the things, <laughs> more, he's not more touching thing. my eye. So. Yeah, he's not touching his eye either. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the implication yeah. that he will See next. I think it's funny. I still think it's funny. Ooh, oh, wow. That's some wild thunder out there. Big storm. You guys see that? <gasps> yeah. What does it mean if my hair wow, standing up? Crazy. Oh, yeah, we're about to die. Uh, yeah. I'm storm, just kidding. Everybody. Next time, if I say that, though, it's real. So. You're about to win the lottery, man. <laughs> Go buy a ticket now. <laughs> Severe thunderstorm watch. We got a basement. We're fine. They find out that there's like a couple poachers, though, eventually. Right, Corey? Bruce Spence, the mouth of Sauron, is one of them. And you were pointing that out so hard, and I loved it. Because I didn't, I would not have known that at first, to be honest. But. Or a movie club. Bruce Spence, you know, not an intimidating figure as he's supposed to be in this movie, but a gross <laughs> figure, right? Looking at in him. In many he's just, movies. He's just such a weird looking freak. <laughs> I love that guy. He's got a little bit of Papa John's on him. He's pretty dirty in this movie. He, he scared me when I was a kid. Like in that movie, I'm like, oh, this guy's, this guy's this scary. Guy's scary guys. This guy's scary and greased up. This guy, so he's got like this, this weird, long, scary. droopy face. Yeah. You know? He looks like Mick Jagger's black sheep brother. That's what he looks like. <laughs> like he didn't get quiet enough for like the good genes. He just kind of got the leftover ones, and we were left with that. Yeah, absolutely. But he's a goon working for the main bad, and the main bad is... Cadbury. After all, wow. <laughs> is that a big plot point in the movie, Kylo? Do you like this reveal? Do you like where it goes here? It makes sense for this movie. The thing that like caught my attention is that a lot of 90s movies had a guy like this. I talked about it on the Street Fighter podcast because there just so happens to be the same actor in this in um, the movie Street Fighter I did on Big Dumb Movie. His name's Simon Callow. But a lot of movies from this era have like this like, stuck up pencil neck villain this like you know 
not an intimidating figure, but just some rich prick that's just there to get in the way of the hero. To get richer, too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's this guy in this movie. And of course, you know, he's kind of up Ace Ventura's ass in the beginning, but he hired him after all. But it turns out he hired him just to cover his tracks. Doesn't really make sense because where they go with this is they try to frame Ace as if he kidnapped the bat, but the bat was already abducted while this the Ace was in like the Himalayas or whatever. Some of these things don't make sense. And but they that's were gonna okay. let Greenwald just walk out even though he had heard all that stuff. Yeah. He just goes to the highest bidder that Greenwald. I don't know. I think he's pretty low. I like his fit thing he does at the end. It always makes me laugh. Ace Ventura kicks everyone's ass, and then Greenwald punches a guy, and he's like, oh, sorry for the delay, Ace. No, he's just an opportunist. Absolutely. And would see Is he not? It's a deep movie, you guys. It's a lot of people are credit for it. This goes deep. This goes all the way to the top. My wife pointed out that Greenwald dresses like Van Pelt from Jumanji. Yeah. yeah which yeah. is like a 1920s yeah. hunter. He dresses like a 1990s safari guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's a little imperialistic. Like if you knows. went to Disney World at this point in time, all the safari guides were dressed like this. Oh, yeah. Don't go on Jungle Cruise. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He was, he was just trying to keep the dream alive with the British imperialist. Uh, dream there like he's got one of those musket guns with like the wide barrel like you know like where it gets like wider yeah. as it goes Elephant gun. pretty sure everyone that's sworn that's been pretty racist so yeah. i like greenwald in this movie so i'm not trying to put that on him but it's just like a it's a weird why does he outfit. just flick the light switch why is he because like the windows are open and it's windows windows are huge <laughs> in that room yeah. <laughs> Sometimes Ace goes to a place where you cannot follow, to be fair to Greenwald. (laughs) That's true. But uh, you said he was an opportunist, so. That's true. Yeah. He might have just been waiting for the highest bidder. What's in it for me, Ace? Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) Some of the jokes in this movie and of all movies of this era, or maybe all comedies in general, but some of the jokes are just references, right? Like when Ace and all the animals burst into the room to kind of take down the big bad of the movie. Ace Ventura has to like do the skunk thing where he says like, say hello to my stinky little friend. It's just a Scarface reference. Is it even a joke, right? right, Just to reference it. And it's kind of the same thing with there's something on the wing, the Shatner thing. It's just pop culture references. They find their way into comedy. And I feel like the worse the comedy is, the more of those there are. Yes. HR shoving stuff. (laughs) It was pretty bad. Buddy did ride in on an ostrich in that scene. Yeah, that was, was that crazy. for real? Was that he really? Was, on an I, I don't know how they could have. Yeah, I don't know how they faked that back then. They like, Swiss Family Robinson that ostrich. He's <laughs> not a beast of burden. I don't think <laughs> yeah. There's a quote about that about that scene where it was like, "This is the only time Jim Carrey was truly happy making this movie." Riding a fucking ostrich. Yeah, they, they were like, they're like that filming day was the only time we ever saw him laugh or smile or be kind to the cast. All right, let's get into into, let's get into this time. There's a little bit of behind the scenes stuff. We have like one little act to get into with the movie still. But before we do, Stevie dropped some hard knowledge on us. I didn't know that apparently Jim Carrey didn't like this production all too much. Jim Carrey for a long time was very, very anti sequel. Yeah, very up until like Dumb and Dumber 2 T.O.O. And it's just just T.O.O. Is it just here? Yeah. <laughs> There's Dumb and Dumber. Terrible, terrible movie. Yes. But, d- but Dumb and Dumber 
is yeah. worse. They're, they're both, both so bad. bad. Yeah, Burr is hard to watch. It is. It's but, about being a parody. Oh my god! But contractually, Jim Carrey was forced to do this movie. And this is also a time where he was probably the highest paid actor in Hollywood. He was after Batman Forever. So what happened was this movie had a $30 million budget. We talked about this before on pods where an actor takes up nearly all the budget and you get a really bad movie. He took up half the budget for one actor, and it's really hard to skate around that. Kind of like Aaron Rodgers on Green Bay. A little bit. Took a little too much. Not even close to true. (laughs) But... um, you know, he, he handpicked his own director. He had a chance to hire Spike. Um, what's his name? Spike Jones or Spike? Spike Jones. Yeah. yeah. Spike Jones almost did Ace Ventura 2. They wanted, the studio wanted him. What? And Jim Carrey <laughs> said no. And he says he still regrets it to this day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he handpicked his own director. <laughs> and two weeks into filming, it was just a colossal fuck up because this director didn't know how to block. He didn't know how to kind of get everybody together. Didn't know how to like light a scene. Real poltergeist situation. Yeah. Yeah, and so Jim was like, all right, you're fired. I'm going to get my best friend to do this, who's Steve Odenkirk. Yeah. And they literally shut down production to rewrite a shit ton because they didn't like the way the movie was going. And on top of this, Jim Carrey didn't want it released for the holiday season whatsoever. So he tried to almost get it like somewhat just off production. So he had a quote unquote illness throughout shooting. Which is some days Jim could shoot, some days Jim couldn't. And he tried to prolong it as much as he could to not release this sequel. And that like caused people to like, hey, if I'm not working, I need to pick up other projects, which is uh, what happened with his name, Simon um, Callow. Callow. So he picked up other projects and they were like, no. Who, who did he play Simon uh, Cab Barry the bad guy. Okay. He picked up other projects. And in that time, they were like, no, we're making this goddamn movie. You need to come back. And he's like, okay, I'll come back if you fly me first class. Yeah. So they were like paying for his lodgings. They were paying for first class to come back and shoot. Well, they had it in the contract that Jim Carrey had an act of God illness, which is in those contracts. Jim Carrey's illness was an act of God throughout shoot. Nobody would get paid overtime for coming back for reshoots. So he was in in that time too, since he wasn't doing reshoots, he had to pay for first class and his hotel lodgings. He ended up spending money to be in this movie. So those act of God act things that I guess prevent filming are like more supposed to be like a flood or something, right? Yeah, tornadoes and stuff. Not an actor who doesn't want to be in a sequel. Did he get free TiVo though? But Jim, Jim Carrey is clearly touched by God, as he's proven over and over again in his interviews, <laughs> movies he chooses, <laughs> Jim and Andy Jim and stuff. Andy, yeah, he's got a spiritual Who's connection. to say it's not an act of if God? If movie bad, why do I like so much? <laughs> <laughs> this explains. <laughs> no, but even like Jim, like after this movie was finished, pretty much spoke out against this movie and still thinks it's terrible. He didn't do a sequel for That's so wild. fucking long after this movie. No, he and he also was like saying on his press tour, like I hope this movie gets banned in many places that, so no one has to watch. Jesus. It. Okay, <laughs> let me give you guys crazy. an example. <laughs> the Mask Two was supposed to happen. The Mask Two was advertised in a fucking Nintendo Power magazine 
Remember that old magazine, Nintendo Power? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could win a contest to be in the background of a shot in The Mask 2. And some kid beat some fucking game and won that, I'm sure. And what? They delayed it until Son of Mask or something. Yeah. Or they just gave him a fucking VHS copy of the Here's original Here's a coupon. Mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, The Mask 2 was supposed to happen. I, I'm sure that because of this movie, that's the reason he didn't sign up for it. Is that why Jamie Kennedy's career was ruined? Because Jim Carrey didn't want to do it for a sequel? <laughs> Well, you know, that it got pushed back and pushed back. Jamie Kennedy actually has a really great series of videos on the making of Son of Mask. But really? Yeah. yeah. It's like his best stuff on YouTube. A lot of his stuff on YouTube is pretty fucking wild. But the Son of Mask videos are really good. Let's put this into perspective a little bit. Jim Carrey, basically in doing what you're saying. He's Canadian. He's too. treating yeah. he's treating all the other casts like shit. And then when they're actually filming the scenes, he's spitting in your face, spitting a spitwad at your face. That's in the script. <laughs> he rewrote. You have to show him your boobs and pretend like you love him. Uh, he's ign- he's whipping his hair in your face. He's giving you flat farting tires. at you. He's sticking your butt in your mouth. Like he's shadow clamping your nipples. You can't, like this <laughs> sounds like a hellscape to be on he's this movie. Climbed out of a rhino's butthole, though. I think he deserves a little latitude. I think you're kind of right, though, Josh. It was kind of like, worship me in this pile of shit. Like, it just seems kind of like... Seems like him, I guess. Yeah, it does seem kind of greasy, because like him and Steve Odenkirk went and did a ton of rewrites, and it's kind of weird that, like, out of a 90-minute film, this movie isn't long at all. Everyone. It just it just seems kind of weird. Because it, does it explain all the, like, forced acting in it, too? Like, when he does his one-liners, like how it's like he's almost breaking the fourth wall or he is breaking the fourth wall. Like so, looking at his writing card. Because he was like miserable. Like a glove. Take six. That is the force. That's the most forced one in this movie. When he says like a glove, it's like. Among many forced. They liked it when forced. you said it in the first movie. You're going to say it again, right? right. Say it twice. <laughs> <laughs> you like it in this movie? The part where he rolls into the parking spot. Yeah. Yeah, I love it too. That's funny. But do you like when he says, like a glove? The second time when he's like, like a glove. I don't know. It's pretty funny. I, even the first time, though, I, I think, like, really, like, what this is, is like, it is funny, right? Like, there are so many funny parts in this movie. But at the same time, simultaneously, when I'm watching this and I'm like, I'm laughing, I'm like, it does seem like someone has a gun to his head. Like when he's acting a lot of the time. part that I see that the That's most, enough. and it's not even an important part, but when like he leaves Cappy and uh, Greenwald to go like talk to the McGuire and that woman with the fur around her neck, he's like, "Excuse me." It's a really <laughs> weird line delivery. Like, and it's a really weird look he gives too. Like, someone has a gun to my head. I have to say this. Yes. We're gonna do one take and one take only. When he tells that one guy that he must be the Monopoly guy, my nine-year-old self lost his shit. <laughs> Good Lord, that was so I think fun. that was like the funniest part of the movie to me. Oh, even over the rhino. When I was a kid, I remember explaining that to people at fucking recess. I was like, so there's this guy, and he looks like the guy from Monopoly, you know? <laughs> he has like the half glasses thing that just has one eye, and he punches him, and he wears him, like he's wearing fur. And then he says, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. And people were like, I was like, you know how like when someone's like asleep, and you shake them, and it looks like they're talking? I remember trying to articulate that. And people were like, no, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> you gotta see this Haven't movie. you seen Weekend at Bernie's? <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you people? <laughs> oh god 
that's so fun. And he's and he's woke too, because fur is bad. Oh, this movie is political agenda. This movie is woke. This is an animal lover. Who is this ghastly man? Ace Ventura, pet detective. And you must be the Monopoly guy. Hey, thanks for the free parking. Another activist, McGuire. Activist, yes. (laughs) <laughs> I've decided I don't like this movie now Yeah, John Riggs is fucking woke bullshit <laughs> Mikey, start walking us gra- gracefully to the end Right after Stevie says one quick thing I'll keep it towards the end, but like Bud Light could really save themselves If they put Lois Seinhorn uh, oh, <laughs> oh my god, dude <laughs> Oh, dude. I would buy all their stuff. I would buy yeah. so many cans oh, yeah. of Lois Eichhorn. It might be the only thing that can save them now. If they, they make Stevie uh, CEO, if they parody that oh, shit into Lois Eichhorn and Ray Sean Finkel, Young. I would lose my shit. Dude, but there should be a hidden Finkel in there. Like each one's got one Finkel. One Finkel. A head and Finkel. <laughs> you have to rub it off to get his mustache. This is fucked up. Any case you open could be Reinhorn or Finkel. You don't know until <laughs> you open up the book. Wait, what if we, wait, wait, wait. No, no. To make everybody enjoy it, when it's cold, yeah. it's, oh, yeah. it's one person when it loses the oh, no. oh, <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. Boys, we got jobs at Bud Light. <laughs> Oh As it starts getting warmer, she's wearing the underwear, yeah. like all like <laughs> cracked out. Like uh. she turns back into um. Wait, which one's which? Fink- Finkel is the Finkel kicker. Oh, there you go. Which one played football? And which Finkel, one was Ray, the Fink- Ray Finkel, and Lois. Okay, Ray Finkel. That's what it was. Hell of an American. Mikey, I need you to start walking us towards <laughs> yeah, the conclusion of this movie. Ace. He finds the bat. There's this great white bat. He gets it, and even to his disgust, he grabs out of the cage, and he stops like this great, great war between 12 people from happening. No, there's dozens of them. (laughs) There's dozens of us. (laughs) Mikey, just bring us into this like final little like act here as we end the movie, because... Ace finds the bat, right? He's the hero. The spirit will overcome. The spirit will overcome. Yeah, like you said, uh, he gets the bat through... A series of, I think, is like one of the best scenes in the movie is the monster truck scene. I totally <laughs> forgot about it, but yeah, it's pretty awesome. And he has a part where he like flips down his glasses and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty great. <laughs> that's some good shit. Uh, but uh, yeah, he takes the bat out of the cage because it's like lodged in a tree and... It just shows like how great his physical comedy is because he like does this whole thing with a vine where he like runs into the vine, swings back on it and like kind of flips over it with the bat like all in his hand and he's just kind of like running around 
crazy with it. Doesn't uh, drop it. Doesn't drop it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he prevents this war from happening because he runs in between these two rival tribes with this bat that they both uh, worship. Can I have a quick aside? That vine scene where he's just like drilled in his midsection and like thrown about. That brings back a childhood memory I had running around. We had like this little like treehouse thing and it had a rope. And I was like seeing how fast I could go around it and I would tag the rope and keep running. And like that was like what I would hit when I went around. And one of the times, I guess when I hit the rope, it wrapped around my hand and like cinched. And I didn't even know what happened. I was like in the air and just like on my back and my like fucking wow. yanked and my arm was like all ripped up. What was the name of the kid you beat up? <laughs> Caleb. Caleb. That was justice for Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb's a homeboy to this day. But anyway. Broke uh, glasses though. <laughs> have you guys ever had an experience like that where something just like yanks you out of almost like your physical I was, space? Oh, yeah. Riding a bike with my shoes untied once and the lace oh, got damn. caught. Oh was, man. I've never That'd done be that so since. scary. I was like 10 years what old. What was the experience like? You just all of a sudden on all the ground? All of a sudden just like face forward. You know what I mean? Bike stopped mid-pedal. Like, goof. Momentum, keep going forward. Yeah, I remember the first time I got the wind knocked out of me. I was in third grade, and there was this guy like giving me and my cousin shit. We were in the same class. He was a bigger dude, but I was like, fuck you. I was like, what are you going to do? I got up in his face, and he just threw me over his shoulder. Like, he picked me up and threw me like, I went, like from one side of him to the other side of him. <laughs> and I was like flat on the ground on my back, and like I thought I was like going to die because like I lost my fucking breath for the first time. <laughs> Man, that, that fucked me up, dude. I was like, I can't believe someone could just manhandle me that way. <laughs> I, you know, I was the oldest of my brothers, so I was used to doing the manhandling. <laughs> and you're just like... Who's the guy that you followed home and beat up? Uh, Richie. <laughs> yeah. Damn, name dropping some people people beat up. We need to re-rank most violent on the pod. I feel yeah. like that was... Yeah, yeah I, I got, got first, first for some reason. Brett, you, oh, ever had, you ever got yanked out of your physical space before? We're going around the table with this one. You don't have to. I don't remember. I don't. I did playing football. Went to the wrong sideline because I got hit so hard. I got destroyed on a kickoff return because of the guy who's built who was built like your cousin Eric, like a, at an eighth grade when he was built like a friggin' shaving. I, I was I saw him coming and instead of like going, I just hunkered down, set me off my feet <laughs> into another person, and I hit the ground. And my dad was there, and he's like. Saw you on that kickoff return. It was on video. I just don't have it anymore. Launched you like ten feet or what? So far, I don't. I don't know. I I lost what I was. Lost your fucking. Because I wasn't very good. I was. I was in the end. It was like the end. I was like, oh, gotta make, gotta make my mark. Yeah, I got destroyed. What happened to you, Stevie? So it's a block that's now illegal, but I wish it wasn't. It's called a crackback block. Oh yeah. It's where a receiver launches either to a linebacker or a safety, and on a sweep, if you're following the ball carrier, you're not looking. You're not looking like next to you or vertically. You're looking straight for the ball carrier. And a dude put his helmet right in my ear hole and everything went bright white Mm -hmm. and my helmet flew off. And I just remember like my ears were ringing, like I was getting my vision back and I couldn't hear. 
and I just like grabbed my helmet and started walking towards the wrong sideline. And like the ref like grabbed me by the back of the jersey. He had blood coming out of his ear. I pissed blood actually on that oh, play. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> yeah. It's, How long did you play uh, football after that? Huh? How many more years of football did you play after that? Three. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm a glutton for punishment. That was like the one time I was actually kind of scared because everything turned white. And you're like, oh, God. Like my eyes were open, but everything was. You're like God. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes were open, but everything was white. It just it didn't feel comfortable. Yeah, God's white. Mikey, got one. Uh, like Corey, I remember the first time I got the wind knocked out of me. I think I was running through the hallways of Concord Westside, and I came around the corner, and I met Jordan Hirschberger right at the corner. Ouch. And smashed into him, and he's he was he's bigger than me. So <laughs> at that time, so like I got knocked back onto the ground and i think it was carrying a pencil with me so i was like shocked at first like did i just stab myself in the chest with this fucking pencil running around the corner yeah <laughs> have us uh, broken off yeah. like bloody. <laughs> uh but yeah he like stopped and was like oh sh yeah i think he like knew that i immediately knocked the wind out of myself because i'd never done that to myself before but <laughs> jordan plays sports and stuff so i'm sure he had done that to himself before and he was like i think you're gonna be okay <laughs> and he like picked me up and i just kept running through the hallways i, I think i had to like take a shit or something i don't know what i was running through the hallways for but uh yeah that i remember that pretty distinctly john i know you got one too right I uh, I had this bully who would beat me up after school every every day. Bully that would beat me up mercilessly every day after school. And uh, one day I just I squared up and I said, you know, I like everything that you can imagine happened to me happened to me. Like you know, you name it. Like knock me downstairs, you know, sock me in the stomach. And one day I stood up, you know, for myself and I said, you know what, mom. That's enough. Yeah, I can't. And I said, never again. <laughs> I did not see that. That's awesome. No, I, I, I lived in like kind of a, I lived in like an in-between neighborhood. It was a little rough, but it wasn't like that bad. But, it, you know, I got, yeah, I got my ass kicked. I got jumped a couple of times growing up. You know, it happens, but you know, you you know, take your licks, you get back. Oh, coolest thing! All right, here I got a good one. Coolest thing that ever happened was when I was uh, I was 18 years old, and I had finally moved out of the neighborhood. I had been out of the neighborhood for about like a month, and I uh, it was Halloween, and I came back home to like get some stuff, like Halloween costume stuff, because we made movies even in high school, so I had all these costumes and stuff. And my my buddy's little brother wanted to be a Jedi. And so I was going to walk over to his house because they lived on the other side of the neighborhood. So I dressed up as a Jedi. And it was Halloween, but the sun wasn't down yet. Like there wasn't any trick-or-treating yet or anything. And so we, uh, I walk across the schoolyard, my elementary schoolyard um, former. And, uh, you know, 18-year-old me walking across. And I'm like wearing like, I'm a Jedi and I have like a, the plastic Luke Skywalker green, you know, Return of the Jedi sword and I have like a cloak on. And, um, interesting. I mean, so, the blue sword clearly better, but okay. Well, you know, yeah. I like Jedi Master it's Luke fine. or, you know, final Luke as I like to call him. So <laughs> I like, I, I come to, I come to the courtyard or through the, I'm sorry, through the uh, schoolyard and, uh, the, there were all these kids up there and they're a little bit of a gang, but they were younger than me and they started, they were messing with, 
the, they said something to me. I was like, eh, whatever, you know, I'm going to keep walking. And uh, you're used to it around there. And then there was these younger kids, way younger, and they were picking on them. And I said, hey, I said, you know, don't pick on those kids. And like, oh, yeah, buddy, what are, you, what are you supposed to be? Are you a wizard? You know, they started like, <laughs> harassing me. And you're like, I I'm swear, old Ben. I swear <laughs> to God this happened. This sounds outrageous. And I'm, I, you know, I said some words to them that I won't repeat here. And I, I, uh, I pissed them off. No, 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 no. They were Chaldean. No, um, but, uh, they, you know, we, sh we shared a lot in common in that said, regard. So you, you're not going to make fun of this weird Jedi so, outfit. You know, yeah, so I, I, I pissed them off. I called them some cuss words in their own language. And, uh, cause I could speak it a little bit and they, they, um, one of them came at me, like while I was turned oh, around as I was walking away and I, and I heard them and they're probably like 15, 16 years old. I'm 18, something a little bigger than them. Growth spurt hit and you know, everything. I hear them run up on me. I pissed off one in particular, like a couple of the other guys laughed at him, his own guys. So he runs at me and I hear him and I immediately turn around, I spin around, open up, the, you know, doo -doo -doo, like the saver and I put it right in his face. I didn't hit him or anything. And I go, huh, I go. You sure you want to do this? And, 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 and he's like, he's like, and I went, I went, bitch, and I slapped him with it, just a little tap, like you know, nothing. I didn't hurt him, and um, and they all started chasing me, and I ran. And to make the story even more outrageous, I'm not making this up because I can't. I come around the corner, and my buddy Marco is delivering pizzas for Jets Pizza. And he, he pulls, he's pulling up around, just happened to be pulling up around the corner. And I come running around the corner dressed like that, like a Jedi. And I'm like, Mark, I'm like, oh my God, he drove this big Cadillac. So I'd know it anywhere. And I, uh, I hop in, I go, stop, stop, stop. And I hop in, he goes, what's wrong? And he sees all these kids coming around the corner. They're chasing me. They're screaming. They're cussing. We took off. I go, take off to go, 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 go. And we got away. Funny. And you just turn to him and you go, a wizard is never late. <laughs> I wish I was. You put on your sunglasses. Yes. Sorry for the off-color uh, commentary. On no, it's okay. I don't, think, I don't think you heard my response. It was fine. I forgot about that. But thank you. So uh, we got Ace Ventura. Those, I mean, obviously, like... A lot of a lot of physical humor, so I'm glad we went off on that tangent because we've all been physically messed up a few times. But we've had some physical humor of our own, Josh. Uh, yeah, that was very humorous to me. I appreciate it. So Ace Ventura, he saves the day, but ta Pappy, I kind of like, I tried to see if you remembered this very end scene in the last joke that the movie leaves you with, because the tribes, the brother and sister tribe are reunited oh, yeah. and the bats saved and the bad guys, you know, like kaput, but what's like the one hang up here at the end? Why is it not a completely happy ending? So yeah, oh, there was. Oh, there's a there happy, was a happy yeah, wedding for Ace. Like we said, Ace Ventura is a, a ladies' man, a Casa, Casanova. Um, Unstoppable. He did more than just touch tongues with this princess. Apparently, he took her virginity, Josh. <laughs> when did that happen? I don't know. Steve? Steve? Right after the rhino. 
<laughs> His body oh, was completely lube. <laughs> I'm so glad that we're talking about this because I, I wanted to bring that up earlier and I'm like, I'll wait till the end. I, I always wondered myself. When did that happen? When did it happen? After Greenwald, after Greenwald left the tent. That's it. And you think also, he, when he was like, oh, well, okay. She was in there somewhere? She about this. That's what I've always Steve wondered. Yeah, coming. I thought she was in there, though, yeah. the first time watching it. I See, was when like, you're a young kid, oh. you think he's cold. Like, that's what I thought, because when I saw this when I was so young, I had no concept. He's of like, like what, warming himself what jerking up off was. I thought he was like shivering and cold. Like that's like where my brain went. I asked my mom what was happening, and she didn't tell me. <laughs> that's the short of that. She didn't make something up. No, she's, she's just, just like, like, "Oh, that was just a weird scene. Don't worry about it." It's <laughs> like one of those adult names. No one really knows, kid. You know, like, it's like the mafia. Don't worry about it, kid. Don't worry. You just do your job. But I think after he was like, "I'll be out in ten minutes," I think she probably wandered in there and was like, "Need a hand." They should have filmed that scene. The movie was already so messed up. That's like, now that I'm thinking about this ending, that is one of the most, me this movie's messed up. This is a messed up movie. This movie is dark, messed up, controversial. Well, the villain, we didn't say it directly, but the villain's demise is raped by a gorilla. <laughs> he was raped to death. That wasn't like. I said he was kaput. What else do you want me to say? So dark. Kaput. That, that now that's a euphemism. To death. He actually asked me, I made a joke that only he heard, and he asked me to say it during this pod. Because we were talking about Congo earlier with Amy. Oh, yeah. I said, Amy want rapey. And <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. I, I, I know it's not, but. No. Be so what, what were you saying? She's, she's not. They didn't just touch tongues. They did more. So Yeah, and I guess the tribe is united. They're not going to go to war. They're united in their They're going to kill him. Yeah. Do you think Ace yeah. was murdered? No, no, not with that confidence at is the Is this end. a little on her, though? Like, she knows what's on the line for sure. But the point, point is you can't, can't resist Ace. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, the guy's just got to get over it, you know? Ace Ventura. Comes to town. You can't yeah. expect anyone to remain Your a women virgin. Aren't safe. Yeah. <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> I, I know that Ace Ventura doesn't die because there is an Ace Ventura three, which we didn't watch. We were thinking about watching. Oh, yeah, no. can we get to that in a little bit? Okay. Let's get let's get final thoughts going I, here. I think we've run the whole entire plot here to death here. Like, I wish that there was a scene where Ace Ventura gave the gorilla Viagra. <laughs> So he had a hand yeah, in that yes, situation? Yes, yeah. Just to make him like more solidify that he's, he's the anti he's <laughs> Solidify he's just evil, yeah. He's evil and this is the darkest movie of all it's time. It's like the Baby's Day Out gorilla animatronic like <laughs> leftover. Like yeah. it's like it's like doesn't even look real like slightly. Like you have really long arms. You have long arms. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Final thought, I like Spike the Monkey. Thought he's a good actor. How did they tell Spike the monkey, hey, we're going to um, tie you down to this raft, but we're going to let you up in a little bit. Just, uh, oh, no. it's, this isn't, you're not going to die. Those <laughs> are real screams of terror from Spike They're the incredibly monkey. smart primates. He's leaning up at one point. He was going, in Night ah! And I don't what? think he's acting. It's too good of acting. Yeah, it's not raccoons monkey. acting either, if we're being honest now. They just dropped him. It's the same monkey as Night of the Museum for real? Yeah. Whoa. He's in a lot of movies. Prolific. It's the one from Marcel. Friends, right? No, he's not Marcel. What's that? Is it the one from Friends? That's what I was saying. I don't think he's Marcel. I'm not what? sure. I just know that it's the same one from When Nature Calls and when, uh, 
and a night museum. What about Pirates of the Caribbean? Yes. Wait, really? Yes. He's my favorite actor in Hollywood now. Oh, he's dead. Well, R.I.P. I I, I assumed. Yeah, that broke my heart. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. (laughs) Heavyweights. Unfortunately, (laughs) not only is he dead, but he lost money working on this film yeah, because, because of Jim Carrey. What a this, this monkey wasn't this monkey wasn't union, all right? You don't gotta worry about that. Union monkey jobs. I lost bananas on that gig. Final thoughts, Corey? Brett? He was also in Outbreak and George of the Jungle. Outbreak, wow. He was so in George of the Jungle. He, he was, was the Outbreak monkey. He was the Outbreak monkey? Actually, he doesn't say that he's in any of the ones, but he was in Ace Ventura, the first one. His name is Binks. That's but Binks the monkey. R.I.P. Binks. Zachary Binks. Thackeray. Thackeray Binks. Nice. There we go. I got a final thought. There's a little section of the movie that I felt like was like little seeds of Dumb and Dumber kind of like happening at once, and it was when he's like make he's in the car with his buddy and he's like making all the annoying sounds and singing <laughs> chitty chitty bang bang that's very similar except he doesn't have jeff daniels there and then there's also just like that car he has the way it's like bouncing and driving through the jungle reminds me of like the shag wagon a lot just like you know dumb dumbers coming soon or what had it already been out then Very out yeah so we, again recycling bits for this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes the movie worse. In a way. Well, like it adds to its like fame dumb of being bad, I guess, in a way. Bad good. I don't know. What do you call this one, huh? It's, it's amazing. It's it's unique. It is so unique. It, like it's contradictory, kinda. You know, it's like you love watching it, especially like I guess if you grew up with it, you love watching it, but it's like you love watching it, but it's not good you love watching it but you hate to see it yeah yeah it's weird it's bizarre i feel so many emotions right now mostly bad (sighs) ones i think we got all the final thoughts in kylo give us your yes or no please can i talk about ace ventura 3 yeah Uh this is yeah of course sir this is your time all right well this is Corey kylo ren memes before i give my rating I just want to say that, you know, we watched this movie on Amazon Prime, and Amazon is kind enough to give you recommendations after you watch a movie, Uh you know? Maybe you'll watch The Mask, and right after you'll get a recommendation for Dumb and Dumber, for example. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we watched Ace Ventura 2 Pet Detective, or When Nature Calls, and we got a recommendation for Interstellar, which now I'm going to... Naturally affectionately refer to as Ace Ventura 3 (laughs) for the rest of my life. It might affect what we do on this trip. It might affect what we do Physical on this reality trip. could be changed because of that recommendation. Interstellar, just good lord. Interstellar is TV's favorite Timothy Chalamet movie. <laughs> one of them. Are we doing the Ace Ventura Jr. one? Are we being completists? What is that? There's like a baby Ace. Well, he's a baby. Oh, God. Oh, fuck no. Dude, stop. Hey, what? Is that a real thing? Yeah, it's like oh, a kid. I know the one where he's a kid. Ace Ventura Jr. Jr., right? Or something like that. Right here, right now. We're going to do that over Christmas. Break it into six parts. <laughs> Everyone gets time codes. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Lord. This is Kylo's yes or no, actually. That's a, I'm going to give this a no, man. I, this Whoa! Fucking, whoa! What the f- he didn't laugh at all. I knew he was going to say that. This movie is not the business, my friend. It has some... <laughs> 
It has some memorable moments, but they're like a very few and far between. Monopoly Man, Rhino. <laughs> I don't think they're particularly funny anymore. Maybe because they've been run into the ground since 1995. Or maybe they were never funny to begin with. You guys talking about them makes me laugh. But watching it, me and a screen, face to face, mono a mono, <laughs> isn't doing it for me, right? And that's what a movie is. Yeah. But yes to this podcast. This is a lot of fun. I like what being did here with you guys. Heck yeah, brother. She said she doesn't have anything good to say about that movie. But oh, man. Or maybe she just said, I don't have anything to say at all. I don't remember. I got her text in there somewhere. But it's a no for me. That's all I got. Did you like the Jeep scene where he's bouncing, though? That's my favorite. No. Okay. What about when he gets hit with the darts and he's swinging his arms? It's <laughs> good shit. Physical comedy. What about it where he's beating off in the tent? <laughs> Being off in the tent is kind of funny just because of like how extreme and absurd it is to see that in a movie. And it's like, it's just a fucking guy jerking off. I was, I was 10 years old in a movie theater with my fucking dad. I had no idea what I was witnessing. And I was watching a man masturbate. What about when he does white face and he dusts the entire room? Yeah. It doesn't even look like it. Could never be done today. <laughs> Brett, yes or no, sir? Oh, this is a hard yes. I think it's freaking hilarious. Wanted. Chicago. <laughs> I love a lot of. I, there was one bit where I thought it was really lame, and I just flat out cannot remember what it is. I was watching. I was like, man, it's just not really that funny. But everything else, I thought hit pretty hard to me. Mikey. Chicago. Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny because. While we were watching it, it's like, wow, I remember every single line and every single scene from this movie that I must have watched probably 30 times. So the jokes, I mean, I guess they didn't, they don't hit as hard, but when you don't see them for 10, 15 years, it's like, that was a pretty funny movie. Uh, I don't know. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. And it's 90, it's like exactly 90 minutes. So it's like, I... I'm not going to hate on that. It went by so fast and it's fun to watch a movie with a group of people. So yeah, it was, it was fun. I had a good time. Amen to that. It is fun to watch a movie with you guys. John. What's the best restaurant that you guys can think of? Volcanoes pizza. Papa John's. Like, 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 like we're, no, we're talking like expensive. The like French nice. laundry. Who's Chris? Fr the French laundry? Yeah. Okay, the French laundry. So you think about your guys' French laundry, right? That you love eating there. It's high quality food. It's a high quality meal. You love it. Whatever your favorite thing is, you love it, right? And then there's and then there's like McDonald's. We've all had McDonald's. And 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 I think you're lying if you didn't say at some point in your life you enjoyed McDonald's, unless you're in the minority there right this this movie's mcdonald's because it's like it's not i don't like it i don't hate it ba, 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 ba. he's I, loving it i think yeah, exactly. <laughs> i think it but why i love it is because it's like it's be, it's a beautiful disaster kind of and there's like some good stuff in it there's some bad stuff in it it's not there's not nuance but it's like it goes so full tilt and being like so nasty ending the joke on the movie with this like you know, that he took this girl's virginity. It's a sick fucking joke. It's, it doesn't work today. Yeah. It does not work today, but I'm so glad it exists. And also, I want to say, 
Uh, my mom's actually a good mom, and she didn't really do all those bad things. She didn't hit me. Um, not, she was just more like verbally abusive, but it was okay. She's, she did the best she could with what she had, and I love her to death. She's done a lot of good for me. Good mom. Good, good, good movie. McDonald's too, you know? will kill you, by the yes, way. McDonald's <laughs> will kill you and so will Ace Ventura. So, <laughs> yes to Ace, a yes to McDonald's, a yes to your mom. Yeah, yeah, and in the most wholesome way. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yes. Yes. Stevie, Ace Ventura 2, When Nature Calls. Oh my God, I made me do this, Josh. Um, oh. Like, something hit me while watching this movie, and it was at the very beginning when they shot out that ripcord. And that raccoon was awfully close. Like, something tells me they did that live. <laughs> and, oh, and, no. And some PA was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. They're like, action! <laughs> Pulled the trigger. <laughs> yes. Something just tells me this yeah. is uh, something with a little haywire while shooting some of these animal scenes. Because yeah. I don't know what they were doing, but it was kind of strange. But overall, as a movie... I do love a movie that has like its own theme song. I think a lot of other movies should. It's a light like, motif. It's it's kind of it's weird. It is a light motif, but there's words to it. Like it's it was just one word. It's kind of it's like a fake ass word. It, the craziest part is you get you guys brought this up earlier. They fucking play it before we know what it is. Like yeah. it's just it's nothing in a frame of reference if you haven't seen this movie. That's so funny. It's literally someone going to peanut butter toast and you're like, okay, like like all right, what does that mean? Like it's just it's a strange thing is it's like they had nothing to like they had no money left over to use for like actually use actual music for it. So it's like, all right, we gotta use Shikaka. And it makes no sense. But I'll say this. I enjoyed the hell out of watching this movie with you guys. I enjoyed the hell out of uh, potting on this movie with you guys. But I will. chances are I'm never going to watch this movie again. Uh, I'm just going to have to give this a no. Oh. Yeah. Never again? Wow. It's, okay. I mean, if I had to pick between Ace Ventura, it would be number one. And I feel like this is just too much of a parody of a character that is already annoying. So I'll give this just a no. Josh from Goshen. Yes. Duh. Duh. Uh, but I will say like watching this with a bunch of adults did put some of the really bad parts in perspective. We laughed a few times. The raccoon close up eyes. Yes. <laughs> but there were some, there were some times where Jim Carrey's going all out and it's embarrassing. Like it's just like not hitting the mark. But that rhino scene makes up for a lot. <laughs> it covers a lot of ground. I'm going to give this a yes. Um, I'll always remember this movie fondly. And that end plot point is like just really fucked up. Dude, the movie isn't the movie. Listen, I have a newfound respect. It's just weird. I have a newfound respect for this movie because of how dark it is. I'm going to make my kids watch it on Halloween. <laughs> She's a virgin. She's not 12. I know it's like, not, like, yeah, it's, it's an objective way to look at it but if you look at it from like this like the, the era that we live in now it's like it's, this era sucks I agree, I agree with you I agree with you the idea of it and I think how far we've come and like our intelligence now is like a collective it's like 
there's something very off about this. <laughs> <laughs> like, even if, you, even yeah. if you're like, yeah, I, I can say and do what I want. That's okay. I'm within my rights. Oh, yeah. It's still like, it's so fucked. Like this movie is so morally bankrupt. I'm telling you that I love it. I love it. I love this movie because Morally it's so fucked. Bankrupt. I have a new respect for it. It's a, it's really messed up. Like, yeah, she can desert. She can choose to have sex with whoever she well, wants. Technically, she can. But that's why she, <laughs> that's why she has to sneak around. Do you think they killed her? Like, they already killed her, and now they're they trying to kill her. Oh, killed her. Oh, they got them. They circled the both of them, and it, yeah. was, it was last in the movie. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why there's no number three. There's real no number three. Yeah. Ace doesn't seem too concerned about her. <laughs> yeah, I'll put that out. But if you put your put that little guy who's like on the backpack, uh-huh. Tommy. Tommy, that Davidson. dude is also an old, probably virgin, and he is clearly just filled with angry cum that needs to come out <laughs> and he's so pissed he's been waiting so long and he here comes this asshole a decade of blue balls just waiting that's what i'm saying he's like he can still release it I he mean, is <laughs> a full body blue ball he is a like walking blue like, ball. Yo! <laughs> <laughs> that's his whole personality it's clear. So solid too. that explains them so well now yeah the ultimate incel. It yeah. really makes this is well written. The leaders are probably just like, well, someone fuck this guy. <laughs> someone jack this guy off. He's very angry. Ace Ventura just needs to teach him to masturbate like he taught all of our 10 year old selves, apparently. Pappy, here's the last That's why one. Colonization happened. <laughs> it's gone off the rails here. I gave the first Ace Ventura a no. This is an objectively worse movie than that. But (laughs) but watching it with the boys, I gotta give it a hard yes. Whoa! All right. Changing your character arc. I don't know. Like I. Sometimes you just can't be an objective movie critic. Like if I had to watch this movie hungry by myself, like on the night before a pod, it would probably be a no. I'd be all cranky. But just hearing Josh cackling behind me at so many of the jokes was so fun. I don't know. Like, yeah, the girl losing her virginity to Ace Ventura is kind of fucked. But a man being raped to death by a gorilla is <laughs> so much dirty. A wild, wild movie. Um, I don't think any other actor could have pulled this off, especially not at the time. Jim Carrey at the height of his powers. Maybe he didn't want to be there, but he's still giving a hell of a performance. And for that alone, yes, hard yes. Vigo yes for the boys. Amazing. Before we close out any pod, we have to do trivia. And for Tiny Heights Trivia, what is this gift we have for the winner? A this prize? A prize. This is the unofficial ultimate guide to the Fast and the Furious. Eight, 98 pages of Fast and Who's Furious. Who's on the front cover? Saul Walker. That's Saul Walker. That's not Paul. <laughs> the Rock. The Holy Trinity. Vin Diesel and Saul Rock Walker. <laughs>
There's individual character breakdowns. There's a movie by movie breakdown. It's oh, that's my boy Shane something priceless. All right. So for trivia, we're gonna go newest to the pod to oldest to the pod, mm. the order that we choose. <laughs> Thank, thank you, Roman Pierce. Yes, I'll, I'll go ahead. And t- I'll go take that for a bit. Okay, so the, no, you, no earn it. you have to earn this. You have to. Earn the question it. is: This Ace Ventura Two is all about bats, guanu. We are all together here in Michigan, according to MSU.edu, Michigan State University's website. How many species of bat reside in Michigan? Jonathan Riggs, you are newest to the Spoilers podcast. What do you think? I've lived in Michigan the longest of any of us. You have. So give us like a nice barometer. I should have been the last. um, So I could add time to check my phone and cheat. Uh, Stevie? You know, how many species of bat live in Michigan? According to MSU. God, this is, I don't know. It's got to be. I don't know, man. I'm about to answer this like Beetlejuice from Howard Stern. Uh, 27, uh, 15, 100. Just hanging around. Yeah, just hanging around. Is that around. your official number? No. 21, official, 15. I, whatever one's the closest. No. Um, if I had to guess how many species of bat, I'm going to guess high, what I think is high. And I'm going to say, oh, God. Oh, God. I'm going to say 20. Let's say 20. 20. 20, 20 just 20 species of bat in michigan kylo ren memes Corey. it's hard to believe you're the newest i guess but this is we've been doing this for a while but you are the next newest to spoilers so how many species of bat in michigan i've seen a lot of bats during my few days here so i gotta consider that i've seen a few different species really yeah like uh, Lactrodectus mantis was uh, one of the species that I saw <laughs> that yeah. I observed on the way into Damn. Michigan. <laughs> man bat, man bat, man bat from uh, <laughs> that big one from Batman Forever that's in the cave. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Joel yeah. Schumacher, bat boy, <laughs> the big one that's coming at him. That's good. I'm gonna say 25. 25 because yeah, I've observed. A few less than that. So I'm gonna guess so much more than that. Probably a couple that I haven't well, seen. You get your chance to guess, Brett. I'll the one thirteen. One thirteen. This gets a little weird here. Um, I guess I would pit Mikey as being the next newest to spoilers, but I think he you were. Yeah, were you on yeah. episode one? Yeah, uh, he was on episode uh, zero, probably. Castaway. All right, let's let's just go with alphabetical order here. So Andrew, a, yeah, Drew, Pat would Pappy. be first. I think you guys are crazy. There's four. Not counting Bat Boy, Mikey. Um. I thought I heard somewhere that there's like 15,000 different species of bats or something. Something crazy, yeah. So, I, I don't know. Maybe like 40 here in Michigan. Stevie. Hey, Mikey's on us. I think bats are something that are like something very narrow can be considered like a different species of bat. It's like a fine, fine one. So, I'll say 151. 
for. Mikey's on to something with a guess of 40. I say 113. I get crickets. According to msu.edu. There's 20. So, so many more, more than 25. Mine. 420.69. In the state of Michigan. This is for the magazine, by the way. This is huge. For the grand prize. Taking all the <laughs> bat species into account in this pure Tim Allen, Michigan state. Hmm. There are merely nine bat species. Yeah. Wow. Happy, you get the Fast and Furious magazine. Oh you get a hot God. take. You get to toss us out to spoiler man. Oh my god! Do it all. Prize. My life be like ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that was spoilers. <laughs> I'm ripping out that Han page. I'm taking that home. Special thank you to our patrons. Matt Troll, Brother Brian, Nick. Who is this ghastly man? The Meg. Nurse Stacy. The Wolf. Oh, oh, oh. Barky 420. PK. Spencer. Gale. Swole. Cheese Zombie. Thanks for the free parking. Dr. Lars. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Druid King. Kooky. If you'd like to request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on patreon.com slash spoilers podcast.